The big thing I, I see is um, creating unity before the, uh, between the two ministries. You have the English ministry, huge, uh, a lot of people, many cars, many people, uh, huge bus ministry. Then you have, you know, a small Spanish ministry. And um, many times there is, uh, there wants to be, there's a, a spirit of discord sometimes, contention that wants to be created between the, the Spanish ministries. A little rivalry. A little rivalry. Oh, you know, the Spanish people are coming or the English people are coming. And I have done, um, you know, I have done everything in my power to completely squash that sort of spirit. Because there's one church. It's all Faith Baptist Church. Yes, sir. We're all serving the same Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Danny Barajas. Brother Barajas is the Spanish pastor at Faith Baptist Church in Bourbonnet, Illinois. He's also a graduate of Providence Baptist College, graduated in 2018, and his wife, Liz, graduated in 2019. Yes, sir. And have been serving down there uh, for quite some time. We were just talking about your situation. It was kind of unique. Yes, sir. During your junior year here at Providence Baptist College, you would travel on weekends down there to serve as the youth pastor in the Spanish church in Bourbonnet. Yes, sir. Um, and then after you graduated, you continued to travel down mm -hmm. as the Spanish pastor. And mm -hmm. then a year later, went full-time in that yes, position. Sir. So, yes, sir. Obviously, that's what I want to talk to you about today, just the unique aspect of a Spanish ministry. Yes, sir. I, I say the word unique because, you know, as an English speaker, it is unique to me, maybe mm -hmm. not to others, but it shouldn't be unique to a church in the United States. Can you talk a little bit about the changing demographics we're facing yes. and the need yes. that churches should have for a Spanish church? Yes. When I think Spanish church, I think, man, they're in a very diverse area, you know, mm -hmm. ethnically diverse, a mm -hmm. city like Chicago, which mm -hmm. is ethnically diverse. And I think a ministry there should have a Spanish church or whatever mm -hmm. it might be, or, or try to reach people of all uh, languages, mm -hmm. but out in a more rural area, the need is still there. You guys yes. aren't quite rural, no, but no. you're surrounded by rural. You're yes. in one town in the midst of cornfields. Yes, sir. Talk <laughs> about are. the need that you yeah. find there in Bourbonnet, Bradley, Kankakee, in that area there uh, for the need for a Spanish ministry. Yes, well, we have a, um, a very, uh, this year is going to be 20 years since the Spanish ministry started okay. at Faith Baptist. And um, so we have seen the Spanish ministry grow through the years, along with the um, population. Uh, 20 years ago, 2000, I think the population of Hispanic, of Hispanic people in the United States was uh, 35 million. Okay. Now it's uh, near, nearly over, a little over 60 million Hispanics in the U.S. Sure. So it's over, it's over doubled in the past 20 years. And the next 20 years, it's projected to be around 90 million. And that's still the Hispanics we know of, you know? Well, yeah. You got all the ones that... All you have to do is open a newspaper or listen to the news. You're yes. hearing headlines of people just piling yes. up on the border, yes. waiting, waiting to come over mm -hmm. or just coming over in yes, general. Sir. Yeah. So there's there's always going to be a need for that Spanish sure. ministry. Uh, it's definitely a potential uh, to, to for growth in any English church to open uh, the possibility of having a Spanish ministry. It is, there's always going to be a need. Yes, sir. So Okay. So it doesn't matter where you are. No. Rural, no. urban area. No, sir. There's going to be a Hispanic yeah. population. It just yeah. is an anecdote. I remember, you know, when I, my early soul winning experiences that I would have my token Spanish tract with me. Yes. Just in case I ran across somebody who spoke Spanish. Um, fast forward to today, in some areas, 
I'm not doing any talking. In yeah. fact, I had a soloing partner a few semesters ago, one of our students uh, from Mexico. He didn't mm -hmm. speak much English. I didn't mm -hmm. speak much Spanish, but I was training him as a soloner. Um, and he was he was pretty well trained anyway. Mm -hmm. But we went to an exclusively exclusive area where I knew I'm not going to do any talking. Yes. And yes. he did most of the talking. And, you know, there are areas like that here yes. in Elgin that I can't talk to mm -hmm. anybody on the street. Mm -hmm. I know it full well going into it. I'm just going to be passing out tracks and yes. saying, you know, Iglesia. <laughs> yes. You come. Yep. You know, yeah, something like totally that. I think Pastor Armandari is one. Uh, he was here for an old path or something a few years ago. Sure. And he he said, if there if there are no Hispanics in your area, just give it a few years. They'll, they'll be there. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. So it's a great need. So talk to me about um, how the Spanish ministry functions within a church like Faith Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. You've got Pastor Angel, mm -hmm. non-Hispanic, doesn't speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um how does this relationship work between you and Pastor Angel? In, he's the pastor of the church. Yes. You're more of an assistant pastor, but mm -hmm. at the same time, yes, you are the Spanish pastor in the eyes of all the Spanish-speaking people. Exactly. You're the one who's feeding them spiritually. You're the one who's, how, obviously this can maybe cause problems. How do you balance some of these things? Yes. It's a very unique dynamic. It is unique. It is uh, we uh, unique. We have to have a balance. I do wear those two hats. I do wear this hat of a pastor and of an assistant pastor. Uh, as the hat of a pastor, uh, you know, where when I'm a pastor, I preach every week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I also counsel my people. I run my own programs. I do my conduct my own services. We have our own conferences. Um, so we do a lot of things independently as a Spanish church. Sure. But at the same time, we still have to give an account to Pastor Angel. So um, we, he, he occasionally comes up and preaches for us. During the year, we have combined services. Okay. So the, the Spanish people still see him as the pastor of the church. Um, uh, they, they know I am as well. It's kind of, it kind of gets sometimes murky where Spanish pastor and pastor, but um, uh, most of the people see me as their pastor, as their local pastor. I'm the one who is with their children. I'm the one who teaches their Sunday school. I'm the one who uh, goes to their house. Sure. Uh, so it, it is it, it is a very unique relationship between Pastor, a pastor Angel and I, but we have learned to get to where it, we have a, a good balance between uh, the English ministry and the Spanish ministry, along with the Spanish people. Well, I think this, you, you had mentioned it, that you and Pastor Angel are on the same page. You seem yes. to talk about these things. Yes. And um, if there's an issue within the church, personal mm -hmm. issues, mm -hmm. people who may be missing church or, you know, or I don't know, yes. whatever problems mm -hmm. that people bring mm -hmm. into a ministry, mm -hmm. how often are, do you communicate that with Pastor it's, Angel? It's often. Pastor Angel really does have a great heart for Spanish people. Uh, there, there's uh, Spanish people in our church that uh, Pastor Angel had invited even before we had a Spanish ministry. Okay. It is, uh, so he has, he's very connected. He knows, he knows their names. He, he notices when they're not here. Uh, he sees the kids in the school. And when they're not in school, he, he, he takes note of that. So the r relationship between um, him and the Spanish people is very well uh, rounded as well. Uh, you yeah. mentioned that he knows their names. And yes. He notices when they're missing. That's yes. huge. Yes. He, 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 so that, that helps a lot. A, lo a lot of people look at him for counsel when there's things that I cannot handle. You know, I've been there only five years. Um, you know, a young, young pastor, if there's a situation I can't handle or don't know how to handle, the great mm -hmm. thing is I have a pastor downstairs who's been doing it for 30 plus years. I can, oh, there's been several occasions where we go and um, I take a, a, a married couple with me or a teenager mm -hmm. 
And uh, we sit in Pastor's Angel's conference room and sit in his office and we talk about it. We, and he helps me co-counsel um, a certain member of the Spanish church. Okay. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big blessing, a big help to me as well. The fact that he tries to involve himself in, like you said, he comes and preaches some services or conferences for you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You would translate for him, I yes, assume. Sir. And, yes, sir, okay. I do. That's pretty neat stuff. Uh, talk to me about some of the practical issues um, or problems of having a Spanish church within a larger English ministry. Um, I mean, do you guys meet in the same building? Yes. At the same time as the uh, No, we, they, they go in at 9.45 Sunday school. We have an 11 o'clock Sunday school. So they're a little over an hour ahead of us. I see. So by the time they are done with their Sunday school, um, uh, we have our Sunday school okay. that same in, the, in our Spanish auditorium. So they kind of move out, we move in, and that, that's how it works. And then you have your morning service after Sunday school, which is like early afternoon then? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so obviously you've got to have your own bulletins. You've got to have everything. Oh, our own tracks, own bulletins. We have, well, the big thing I, I see is um, creating unity before the, uh, between the two ministries. You have the English ministry, huge, uh, a lot of people, many cars, many people, uh, huge bus ministry. Then you have you know, a small Spanish ministry. And um, many times there's, uh, there wants to be, there's a, a spirit of discord sometimes, contention that wants to be created between the, the Spanish ministries. A little rivalry. A little rivalry. Oh, you know, the Spanish people are coming or the English people are coming. And I have done, um, you know, I have done everything in my power to completely squash that sort of spirit because it's one church it's all mm -hmm. faith baptist church yes sir. we're all serving the same lord jesus christ and we are all here to you know get fed spiritually and lead others to christ so and we we to um kind of take away or eliminate that um that you know contention between the two churches or the potential contention mm -hmm. uh better say um we have we have ways of create of creating unity in uh, having combined services with the English, the English, sometimes Spanish will come down to the English service and we will sit amongst the English people and we'll have activities this next, uh, weekend. We're going to have a mother's daughter banquet. So, and the Spanish are going to be involved in that yeah. Camp, uh, father, son camping trip. The, the Spanish are involved with that. So instead of creating two separate churches under one building, we, we are trying to create one spirit, a spirit of unity between the two. That's got to be a careful balance. You got to. Yes, sir. To, it is. To, it is. So, I mean, are we're talking about issues, problems like that? I mean, signage. I mean, uh, people trying to figure out where you guys meet. Yes. Spanish people walk into the building as a first-time visitor, and they see, wait, I thought there was a Spanish church here. Where's the Spanish people? And you know, they. Can yeah. you talk to some about that? Yes. Sometimes I've 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 heard. Oh, I've met several people now that walk into the door, the main door, and they see a whole bunch of English people. And they're like, well, where's the Spanish church? They can't find the Spanish church. Our Spanish church is upstairs. Oh, I see. And, um, and they walk straight out. Okay. So um, that the we have to be, have that careful balance. So I always have to have an usher outside making sure. You've got to have your sure own greeters. I have got to have okay. my own greeters making sure they're shooting them up to the second floor. And um, But it is it is a, sometimes of a challenge to do that. Um, but um, we've been able to make it work and we've had great success. God's been blessing. So... The point is, it's not that these people are walking in and seeing, you know, an English congregation and saying, I don't understand English, therefore, where's my Spanish, where's the Spanish work? It's not just necessarily a language barrier, because even in our Spanish ministry here, there are, are half of our Spanish congregations can speak 
English just fine. Yes. And obviously their purpose is to stay in that ministry to reach those who can't speak English. Yes. But can you speak to the cultural differences yes. as well? It's not just a language barrier. Yes. There's sometimes cultural barriers There's, as well. Yes, sir, there is. Um, the, with the Spanish, uh, sp for example, our New Year's, um, for New Year's, we always have to, would like to have a watch night service. Sure. You know, in Spanish ministry, we get together at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, and the ladies always want to bring a big a bowl of pozole and menudo or in tacos and um, a whole feast. And we stay uh, till, you know, we, we eat for an hour, we play volleyball, play soccer for an hour, come back and we eat some more, have some dessert and to go out and play some more. And, and it's, and it's, it's a big fellowship and it's great. You know, that's, that's a Spanish culture. Um, you know, we pray in the new year at 12 o'clock and after 12 o'clock comes around after we pray, um, we go back for seconds or thirds, whatever it is, <laughs> we go back for, for an extra cup of coffee or some ex extra dessert and people will be leaving the church one thirty. Two o'clock in the morning. Oh man! And you know, and, and I look sometimes across the parking lot uh, at the English watch night service, and it's twelve oh five, and the parking lot's empty. You know, it's 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 a it's a different culture, di different way of life that they live. Yeah. Um, so it is it is a difference uh, in the culture shock, and not culture shock, but a difference in culture between the English and Spanish ministries, even within it within the congregation. Um, it is, uh, you know, respectful for uh, a young man or any young, any person to go into a room and shake hands with every single person. And that is something that as Spanish people, we, we, we practice. And, uh, and sometimes in English churches, it is not just, Hey, Hey, good morning. Good morning. And you just go on, go on your way. You walk right by them. Yeah. Um, but it's just different in culture between those two. Yeah, it certainly is. I've I've noticed the whole food aspect of yes. Spanish culture as well. Yes, that there's always some feast or something going on, and uh, it's something I've grown to really appreciate yes, through the years too. <laughs> so, talk to us about transparency between um, you and Pastor Angel. We talked a little bit about that dynamic yes, and sir. trying to make sure that the Spanish ministry is included into the broader Faith Baptist Church and there to avoid contention. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about transparency and being yes. honest in, in the relationships there? Yes. Well, Pastor Angel, he has done a great job of um, having uh, the balance in the Spanish ministry. He's not overbearer. He's not a micromanager mm. by, by by any means. But uh, also, he does like to uh, keep tabs, keep tabs on us. He he doesn't ask me what I'm going to preach every Sunday, but um, he does give give us a lot of liberty. Like I mentioned before, we do have uh, we just had our family conference um, in April, uh, the beginning of April. Uh, English church doesn't have one. You know, he gives us a lot of liberty, um, but at the same time. It, within the, that liberty in the Spanish church, I do not want to take advantage of that liberty. I, sure. I, I, I completely enjoy living in a, uh, working in the Spanish ministry where we have that opportunity to grow and to uh, work under Pastor Angel and uh, be, be benefited by what the English church has done. The English church, uh, it's, I think it's going on 52 years, 53 years mm -hmm. in ministry. And we as a Spanish church have been able to be uh receive part of that blessing of of all their hard work and giving through all those years to be able to be just be part of of, of the Spanish ministry. So I always um, I always tell I just talk to the boys in church ed. There's no need for secrecy in the Spanish church. There's no need to be hiding uh, uh, speakers or where you're going or what you're doing. 
Um, if you are working with a, a, a pastor, especially a, a pastor like Pastor Angel that has given you the liberty to uh, run your own conferences and do and run your own budget, um, there's no need for secrecy. So we need to honor that. And it's it's been a great blessing to have that relationship with Pastor Angel and the English Church um, to have uh, the, the fruit come out and uh, and have a Spanish church that has been growing as of late. You're absolutely right. You, you talked about earlier wanting to eliminate that contention or potential contention yes, between sir. an English congregation and a Spanish congregation within the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're at contention or odds or hiding or secrecy, mm-hmm. you know, not transparent about mm-hmm. things, then obviously that's just simply going to yes, uh, per- you know, perpetuate down through the ranks of yes, sir, the people that you lead as well. And that attitude's going to flow out. Um, so, Obviously, the church uh, has started about 20 years ago, 22 mm-hmm. years ago, you said. Yes, and sir. where are you guys today? Uh, what's the state of the congregation there in the Spanish ministry? What kind of uh, experiences have you had as of late? We've had so many new uh, families come these past few years, even even since COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church, you know, we closed down for maybe a few several weeks during COVID and went online. But once we started coming back, the people were just hungry. Uh, our community. There was a lot of people in our community that were need uh, that were need, uh, needy of uh, needful of the gospel, and um, uh, we're in our this this Sunday is going to be our fourth week of program. Uh, our first week we had 132. It's personal, uh, you know. It's a record since I've been there as a pastor. Really, wow. And so we had a packed house, and then two weeks ago we had 129, and then this last Sunday we had 133. So we beat my oh. bec- my record by one. <laughs> so um, it's it's been it's been a big big blessing. We have many new families um, that have been uh, baptized these past five or six months. We have been discipling several families, and it's 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 been it's been a big blessing to see the church grow and uh, mature spiritually during the, these past few years. You talked about the people you're reaching, and I just yes, sir. Uh, spurred a thought in my mind uh, about dealing with uh, mm-hmm. the Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, each demographic is different, yes. and I, I, the gospel's for everyone, mm-hmm. but I do see trends, and I go mm-hmm. in an upper high-class area, ritzy, ritzy, Man, these people, it's tough to go so many in those areas. They hardly give you the time of day. Yes. Uh, you go to lower income, it's mm-hmm. easier. They'll mm-hmm. give you more time to talk yes. to them. Um, and obviously, the difference between English, mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Some people are recently from a Hispanic country to mm-hmm. America. Their reaction is different. What is it? What kind of challenges do you have reaching a Spanish person for Christ? The biggest issue I have in my area is that maybe mm, I say 75 to 80% of the population in my town, Kankakee, which where is, is where most of the Hispanics live, 80% of them are from one state in Mexico, Guanajuato, Mexico. Oh, really? And okay. not only that, probably 70% of those are from one city, Casacuaran, Guanajuato. And they're all either related or know each other from this little town in Mexico. So... The, a big issue we we is that we encounter is that everyone's know everyone knows everybody, or if they don't live in that town, they live within a fifteen minute radius of that town. Wow! So they're probably super tight. They're super community. tight. They're super tight. Very Catholic background. If they if they are from that from that city or from that area, very Catholic background. I have had several families come and come five six months faithfully to the church, and then all of a sudden just flake out, and um, that reason is the Catholic families putting that pressure on them and and uh, uh, 
kind of pulling them out of church. That Catholic uh, influence is strong, is really strong, especially with, you know, the, the first generation um, immigrants here in the United States. And then obviously that changes as the family develops and grows yes. here in the States. What experiences have you had with yes. the others? Yes. So on one side, you have the overbearing influence of the Catholic Church, and then you have the uh, liberalism and uh, public school system that has now influenced the younger generation. Now, it's, it, it's, not, it's not only um, the uh, Catholic religious background, but it's all atheism and agnostic, uh, agnostics. Now, in, in the Hispanic population, that has been a, a big downfall to a lot of the morality and, and, and sin uh, that we are we are seeing in our community now. So whether you're facing one or the other, it's a challenge. It's a way. challenge. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, well, sir. I appreciate you coming in and talk to, uh, mm-hmm. talking to us about the Spanish ministry and what a blessing it can be to a church and how to properly balance that thing. Yes, it's, sir. It's very unique yes, and sir. Uh, something I think a lot of people will enjoy listening to and learning about as well. Amen. Well, thank you for having me, brother. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out our other episodes on YouTube. Make sure that you share, that you like, that you subscribe. Also, check out our audio-only platforms as well where you can listen to the podcast there.